Recovery Sort Of is a podcast where we discuss recovery topics from the perspective of people living in long-term recovery. This podcast does not intend to represent the views of any particular group, organization, or fellowship. The attitudes expressed are solely the opinion of its contributors. Be advised there may be strong language or topics of an adult nature. Welcome back. It's Recovery Sort Of. I'm Jason. I'm a guy doing what I can to not get high. And I'm Billy. I'm a person in long-term recovery. And we're going to talk about the sixth tradition, which I got to be honest, just last month we were like, oh my God, the tradition episodes, they're so good and so fun and so informative. And then I did the reading for this tradition and I'm like, it's dumb. (laughs) Well, it's so fucking long, they pretty much spell it out in the tradition itself. (laughs) Yes, yes. So... What is the sixth tradition, you may say? The sixth tradition. An NA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the NA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, or prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Hmm. What the fuck did I just say? Exactly, right? So, <laughs> right. Sounds uh, boring. Yeah, well, and by the time I got to the end, I don't even remember the beginning. <laughs> you know the only reason I remember this tradition? Is because there's so many P's in it. I always think of people who might have speech issues because I don't seem to have speech issues and I still struggle saying so many P's. Same thing. Property or prestige divert us from our primary purpose. (laughs) (laughs) Good God. Who wrote this? Um, So an NA group, right, should never endorse, finance, or lend the NA name to any related facility or outside enterprise. So basically we should never give money or our name to anything outside of NA, or what will happen is there'll be problems with money, property, or prestige because they will move us away from that primary purpose we talked about whatever month that was of carrying the message. Last month. Was it last That's month? That's tr- tradition five. Oh, okay, good. Yeah, well, at least they're in order. Purpose. That makes sense. <laughs> Couldn't remember if it was three, five, one. So I'm just at a glance, like what the hell are we talking about here? Uh, on its... The, the I say, easiest way to think of it is we don't have endorsements or affiliations with other organizations. We don't affiliate with rehabs, recovery houses, uh, churches, event centers that sponsor our, you know, our, well, not that sponsor our events, host oh, our events. See? Yeah. See how tricky it is? Freudian slip. Wording. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, that gives us our independence and our autonomy. It's like we, we don't. Uh, affiliate with churches and work hand in hand with churches, which we can get into that in a seventh tradition. There's a whole nother discussion around that. But, Mm. you know, we are supposed to be an independent organization that rents facilities or halls or places to use to host our meetings, but we are not affiliated by those organizations. So when you go into a treatment center, that treatment center can't say, Oh, you know, we're blah, blah, recovery center. We specifically work hand in hand with Narcotics Anonymous and, you know, whatever. Like that's a, that would be an affiliation that can divert, you know, the 12-step fellowship from its primary purpose. It's so weird though, because I feel like at its root, if I just thought of the word affiliate, and I'm sure it's got a very technical definition of what it means, but if I just think of the word affiliate... I would say, like, oh, I affiliate with Billy. He's pretty cool, right? Like, we hang out. To me, that's an affiliation. We're just 
we're around each other. We we commingle, right? We do things together. And I think, well, we we're in churches, right? We we do rent these halls. We go we take meetings specifically into a lot of these rehabs yeah. that we're not supposed to affiliate with. To me, that's affiliation. Like we're we're mingled in there somehow. I, I get that we're supposed to try to keep a separation between, hey, this is the recovery facility. We bring in a meeting. We're an outside thing and all that great stuff. But it, it does seem very intertwined. And I would imagine for anybody just walking in the door, super confusing. Yeah, so I'm running through the tradition. Does it say we don't affiliate? I don't know. You used that word. So I was running with that. Oh, okay. <laughs> so no. I guess it doesn't. It says uh, we don't endorse Endorse finance, finance or, or lend the name. name. Yeah, so I guess if you wanted to take out affiliate, we, we don't promote or endorse other organizations. You know, you don't come to an NA meeting in here. Hey, guess what? If you want the real recovery, you got to go to so-and-so's recovery house or you got to go to mm. so-and-so's, you know, treatment center. Like, that's the place where the real recovery is at. Right. Like, as a fellowship, we're not supposed to do that. And I guess that's where... I told you i had some like boring but interesting questions to me <laughs> maybe this is where i get to bash is... uh the be more recovery group finally yeah <laughs> <laughs> for all the shit i see on there that right. pisses me off which is just a resentment because they don't want me to post on there yeah they're dumb bastards i, I looked at that group too i didn't i don't know I, I mean i saw a shared post the other day i see people post memes about using i see people post they got openings in their recovery house but if you talk to the moderators it's like Oh, well, we only uh, allow certain recovery things to post on here, not like blogs and stuff. And I'm like, so you're choosing what recovery things are good for people and authentic? And basically it's if it's a 12-step fellowship, right? then it's fine. Then you can post anything you want. Or, you know, somebody in a 12-step fellowship, right? right, They want to recommend a recovery house. Or people always ask for treatment center recommendations. And I'm like, huh. So you, you... Say you're not affiliated with 12-step programs, but you only allow 12-step programs, but then you allow anybody in those to, yeah. Yeah, that stuff's all all sketchy. Very political. It's very sketchy. I mean, and to be frank, it's kind of here. We run into the same thing. Yeah, I I feel like. Like, that's part of my struggle with saying what program I belong to and all that. Like, are we endorsing or affiliating the program? I mean, I I guess. Mm. (laughs) I mean, I don't know. Like, how do you... So we are not NA sanctioned. <laughs> part of my question, you know, for you was, all right, so I understand like as a fellowship, we don't endorse finance or lend the NA name to any, you know, related facilities or whatever. And that goes vice versa. We are supposed to kind of maintain our anonymity within places, you know, but as an individual, is it okay for us to come in and say, I went to x and x treatment center i went through so-and-so's recovery house like if i'm sharing my individual experience Mm. is that also a violation of this i've always thought that was fine but i always think it's weird that people give the disclaimer in their share they're like i went to a recovery house and that's just my story that doesn't mean everybody has i'm like yeah we know it's your story that's why we invited (laughs) you here to share your story I, i don't know it's always sounded weird to me that 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 it needed to disclaimer to it well and in my head i put all kinds of weird criteria on it like if you are you know the chairperson or if you're you know a secretary or a position of authority you shouldn't be doing those things Hmm. but if you're just sharing your experience from the floor then 
That's weird because I've thought so. And, and that's one of the interesting things at a speaker meeting, which most of them are around Baltimore. The speaker can share from the table up front. But I heard, and, and I don't know that I follow this today because it just seems awkward, but in like 2002 or something when I got here, my sponsor recommended that if you were the secretary and you wanted to share from the floor, you should get up and go out to like the crowd and not share from the secretary position because you seem like you're the authoritative person in the meeting and nobody that's new should take your share as more important than anybody else's. Yeah, and I had a sponsor that I mean, wasn't exactly his version of that was that when you're in that position, you are being of service and you don't get to share. Mm. You shouldn't share. Yeah, I think I so, think that was generally it. Like you you shouldn't share, but if you really feel like you need to, you should get up and come out and gotcha. do it from the floor. Hmm. So yeah, I, and I'm like. I mean, I get it. I I definitely thought that person ran NA when I came in. <laughs> right. Like, oh, they're running the meeting. They're they're big time. Yeah, there's somebody who's in charge. Yeah. Somebody hired them. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, do you want to get into some of the pieces of the book? I feel like the pieces I chopped out of the book are so goddamn long. But, sure. okay. Uh, so the first one was, let's take a look at what this tradition says. Yeah. Hey, that sounds good. Let me copy that. Uh, the first thing a group ought never do is endorse. To endorse is to sanction, approve, or recommend. Endorsements can be either direct or implied. We see direct endorsements every day in television commercials. An implied endorsement is one that is not specifically stated. And so that just kind of, and, and that's one thing I did like about the reading is it kind of just laid out what these pieces of this, you know, long ass tradition are <laughs> and what they mean. And so. We don't either directly or indirectly endorse anything. And I think that's kind of what we were just talking about. We don't say Joe's Recovery House is the place to be. We don't say, you know, Recovery Centers of America is the treatment center you really need to go to because they're doing it right. And I think that makes sense. Like that would kind of get confusing because what if that treatment center fell off and started sucking or. Yeah. Or like in my case this time, I didn't even go through a treatment center. You know, I just decided I wanted to stop and started going to meetings, you know. Right. So if if nine out of ten people in N.A. had gone to this retreatment center that N.A. recommends and then you come in without having gone through that treatment center, you're instantly going to feel apart from. Right. You're not going to feel like you, you did anything. But how would that divert us from helping the still suffering addict? Well, because our message is that an addict, any addict, can stop using, lose the desire to use, and find a new way of live. So that's, I think we decided last week, that's our primary purpose. I'm pretty sure he meant last month, but that's okay. We love Billy. We'll forgive him. And if you start telling people, you know, you have to fit into this criteria. You need to do this. You need to do that. Of course, we do that anyway. But, you know, you need to go to this treatment center. You need to go to that recovery to get house. Power. And they either can't, don't, or won't. Then it takes them out of the any addict category. I, I guess I just see this. You could do this without saying you have to. You could say, hey, if you need to get clean, uh, any treatment center that uses, you know, this method that we approve of and think is good, whatever that method may be, maybe it's 28 days, maybe it's introduction to 12 steps, something, right? We say, Hey, these are, these are pretty good, you know, treatment centers. If you need to go to one, not you have to, 
how does that mess up the like we're not excluding anyone no but who's gonna who's in charge of monitoring or paying attention to those treatment centers to make sure they're doing what they need to do and then updating that list because we can't Mm. even update a fucking meeting list for our own area you know what i mean like right now you can't you know to figure out what meetings are meeting where and there's meetings that are happening that aren't (laughs) on the list and you know what i mean like they're in different places we can't even fucking keep up with that as an area with 30 meetings let alone you know how many treatment centers are in you know, Maryland versus the East Coast versus the United States. Right, right. Well, and and the and next, which model NA <laughs> supports? You know, the next paragraph I think does delve a little further into it. it. Says many other organizations wish to ride on the NA name. To allow them to do so would be an implied endorsement and a violation of this tradition. Hospitals, drug recovery houses, probation and parole offices are some of the facilities we deal with in carrying the NA message. While these organizations are sincere and we hold NA meetings in their establishments, we cannot endorse finance or allow them to use the NA name to further their growth. So I think this is thinking of it as like, uh, and this is interesting that they wrote this tradition before NA was like really popular whatsoever. (laughs) Like this was early on and or they didn't write it. They stole it. But whatever. Yeah, they stole it. Yeah, but I mean, we weren't even popular, and we had already decided we can't let other people ride our name. Like we were really important. I, uh, I don't know. I guess so. If we, do you think that applies to this podcast? Are we riding the NA name? I don't. Uh, I don't believe so. I mean, certainly I my intention NA. isn't. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, that's certainly not my intention. Uh, I. You know, I I try to be mindful of what I say and affiliation and things like that. So I would say no. So we start up Billy's Detox, right? And we are like, man, uh, NA loves us. And then that gets conflicting because then I get mad at you and start Jason's Detox. And now I want them to promote me more than you. And maybe I offer him a kickback. And I'm like, hey, if you guys let's say that my recovery house is more better than Billy's, you know, Detox, uh, you know, I'll give you this much per year cut, and I guess I, that is how that could get really, really confusing well, yeah. and convoluted. I mean, hence the money, property, prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Right. Maybe when they wrote these traditions, they just had some insight into human nature. It wasn't that they thought they were so popular. <laughs> it's like people are fucking greedy and narcissists. Yeah. You know, it's so easy to lead them astray with a fucking carrot on a stick. Right, right. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> They might have a carrot. Uh, All right. So the next thing we all never do is finance. This is more obvious. To finance means to supply funds or to help support financially. So we should not finance anything. Why? Hmm. I guess if we financed a treatment center, we would definitely be more likely to send people there to make money. Yeah. And how would you decide? I mean, gosh. It would be so tricky. What if it didn't make money? How would you make enough money to support itself? Mm. What would you charge? You know, would it be profit or non-profit? Who would get to go for free? Because, right. again, the Narcotics Anonymous message is that any addict, you know, this way of treatment is available to any addict that wants to, in essence, show up at a meeting for free. You know, you can walk in the door, say you're an addict, and get what we have to offer. It really feels like N.A. 12-step AA, whoever that decided all this, decided we want to do one thing and we want to do that thing hopefully well. (laughs) 
But we don't want to get it confused by trying to do a ton of things. And I feel like hmm. everywhere else in society, we want to do a ton of things, right? They always talk about like diversify your portfolio when you're talking about investing money. And if you're a business, you want to diversify where money can come in from, right? Because you don't want to rely on just one funding stream. And it's like all these places in life, they tell us to diversify, but we as 12 step only want to do one thing because if not like you said we're going to get confused right uh, well now we're re funding recovery houses well now we're trying to make money selling na clothing well now we're you know like who knows where we end up we got a na restaurant somewhere right and i think some of this ties into the self-supporting part but i can tell you like uh i think i've been pretty obvious enough my wife runs you know that nonprofit voices of hope that's our sponsor and she has found them struggling with some issues around money because they're mostly grant funded. And despite what you might think about grants, the government just doesn't go, oh, you applied for this grant here. Here's however X amount of dollars. <laughs> There's, you know, things that you have to do to qualify for that grant. There's certain benchmarks that you have to hit. There's certain services that you have to offer. And so what she's kind of found herself doing sometimes is like tailoring or creating programs to suit a specific grant versus doing what they want to do you know what their mission statement and goals are to the best of their ability and in the beginning I, I, she's becoming more aware of that now and being like whoa wait a minute you know what i mean i need to kind of watch because if you have no money you can't help anyone you know if you're not in business you help no one. Right. So having money and being able to operate is a need. But then how do you balance out, you know, your primary purpose getting diverted off to like in their case, let's say it turns into homeless services or adolescent services mm. or some of these other things that there are definitely a need and there's definitely money to go get. But is that what you want your organization to be, you know, and do you have the foresight to be like, well, wait a minute. You know, yes, we might be able to go get this money, but is it going to take us away from what, you know, our, what, what, in Voices of Hope case, their primary purpose is, is to provide recovery supports to people in recovery. You know, that's right. one of the main objectives. And helping homeless people is great. Setting up adolescent programs are great. If we can do those things, great. But you don't want to divert the direction of your program in that area because that's where the money is. Even with all the best intentions. You know? Right, right. No, I get it. And I think that is an interesting take on it, right? Because that's when you're doing recovery services, supports, when you're helping people find treatment centers, you do end up interacting with a lot of the, the homeless population, right? And some of them might not need recovery, but they've learn the right things to say to like, <laughs> right. but yeah. Okay. So now, and I think recovery cafe kind of talked about that, how people have tried to branch out too far from the, you know, do one thing well model and it got convoluted and, and it got dicey and it's like, you can't help everybody. And if you're good at getting people recovery supports, well, you might not be as good at getting people recovery supports a year from now if you decide you're also going to do this other thing, which is help the population of the homeless, right? Because now you got to be good at two things, and maybe you're not quite as good at either one of them anymore. And 
So that's interesting. Maybe that maybe that is why we do it. Right. And then, I mean, even to get into, you know, like the medicated assisted treatment and things like that, you know, the, the fellowship, despite what a lot of the individuals in the fellowship will tell you, the fellowship in and of itself doesn't really have an opinion on that. I mean, it's... It's not whether it's right or wrong or good or bad or the best way to handle treatment, you know, an addiction problem. The fellowship does not have an opinion on that. You know, it doesn't say, yes, it's okay. No, it's not okay. You know, it releases some, I won't call it vague literature. It gives some, there's some information out there in Narcotics Anonymous about its opinion on those things. But as far as a treatment modality for, Addiction, it, it doesn't have an opinion. You know, it, it doesn't say, oh, that's the right way or that's not the right way. Let's, uh, let's pop on to the next one. It says, the third thing warned against in this tradition is lending the NA name to fulfill the purposes of other programs. For example, several times other programs have tried to use Narcotics Anonymous as part of their services offered to help justify funding. So uh, uh, would that be like voices going to get a grant and saying we offer NA here? Yeah, I don't think they're allowed to do that. Well, they can't, right? Don't, right, yeah. I don't think they can do that. So interestingly enough, we just had this conversation last night. Now, this surprised me in a way. Um, They host a lot of recovery meetings here, different fellowships, different 12-step fellowships, you know, besides just NA. Right. Um. And I said to Jen, you don't have like a flyer or something that you hand out that tells what night of the week what meetings are? And she said, no, we can't. That would be a violation of that tradition. And I, I, not a hundred, I mean, immediately I'm like, that sounds dumb. You know, like, (laughs) how could, you know, if a new person comes in and says, hey, I'm, you know, fresh off the streets, I want to stop using, I can't Mm -hmm. really go to treatment. Uh, I'm in some inpatient counseling and I need to find some meetings, you know, you can't hand them a piece of paper that says we have these meetings for these different 12 step fellowships, these nights of the week. Yeah. And she said, no. <clears throat> so I, I actually tried to look into this further cause I disagree with that idea too. <laughs> I think it's ridiculous. Like why can't they post that the meeting is here? And I, I, I never did get a full answer. Uh, I tried to send out an email to ask to like NA World Services and I got a call and we'll talk about it and and I never did get around to call and it just happened at bad timing but and for me a similar thing would come up with churches. I know a lot of churches, you know, allow meetings to rent their space and have meetings there and at times they've wanted to promote them in their bulletin and I use promote loosely. They hand out a bulletin at church if you never been to a church it's pretty common that they hand out a bulletin each week and with upcoming events and things going on and is that really so terrible or such an endorsement for the church to say wednesday night na meeting tuesday night aa meeting you know it's like is that really an endorsement i mean affiliation i guess i don't know i so i struggle with those kind of things like what where does that line come in of promotion and yeah. endorsement i'm lost there too because i'm like okay you can go on the na website somewhere hopefully if they got their schedule right uh and find that there's a meeting at this church it's not like we don't mention the church name right on the na website right, right? 
and the address, uh, but you can't stumble across it on the church website? Like, why? Right. That seems dumb. You would think we'd want our name. <laughs> right. Not our name everywhere, but you'd think you'd want people to, however they find out that the meeting exists, to find out. And I could see there's some danger in perceived affiliation with an organized religion but the fucking meetings happen in churches like when you when you show up for your meeting even if you find the address on a website and somehow it cryptically hides that it's in new beginnings christian fellowship church (laughs) you know when you pull up to a church you know if you're so fucked up by god that you know that's gonna scare you off i i don't know I'm glad they don't have the church names because there's been a bunch of times when you hit that little uh, map marker on the website and it supposedly directs you to the place and then I get to wherever the map marker directs me to and I'm like in the middle of fucking nowhere and then I got (laughs) to look up the name of the church and it's five minutes away and I'm like, this was awful GPS. (laughs) How did that happen? So, But yeah, I'm not, I mean, most of those things are meant to be for the protection of the fellowship and the the best intention to try to not affiliate with outside organizations. And it's meant to protect the fellowship more than anything um, and to keep us as a fellowship directed in the right way. Right. Uh, it's just, it's another one of those things where it's like, man, can't we give a little? Like, or is it really that important? And I guess... I guess it is. That's the the whatever ties that bind us together are stronger than those that would tear us apart kind of thing. I don't know. So I I think it's interesting that voices will hand out a sheet that has every other recovery meeting on it. And they'll also have those on the website, right? Like Thursday, Recovery Dharma, Outback, Fire Pit, right? Like I and I don't know that anybody has ever checked to see if that's okay or not either. They just have a good idea, they think, that it's not for NA. So I was told by a reliable source they don't promote meetings on the website or Facebook. Now I gotta look that up. They definitely have in the past. I, yeah. Did I they change that? I'm not sure. This the conversation I'm talking about just happened yesterday. So there <laughs> so, was definitely. So there could have been a change of policy or a change of. Yeah, there was events on on Facebook yeah. for sure, like for certain meetings, and they had a printout calendar that showed the meetings here. So I could talk about the flip thing that happened, and I might have talked about this once before already. I know I probably talked about it with you, but there was a meeting that was taking donations that said. We are accepting donations right now. This was a NA meeting that during the meeting they said we are taking donations for Voices of Hope to you know because they've helped so many people we believe in their cause and they would take donations during the NA meeting to give to Voices of Hope. Yeah. <laughs> so that's uh that's not in Now line. they took their own seventh tradition donations too and they made it clear that it was separate but that was definitely uh you know one of those areas where it's like you can believe in a mission but 
it's easy to see how that sort of can compromise. I mean, there's been people that have had bad experiences with Voices of Hope for one reason or another, justified or unjustified. They don't fucking like it. They have their opinions against it. They're been hurt by someone affiliated with Voices of Hope, whatever. Right. Those things happen. It's life. People make mistakes. Shit happens. Um, if you were a person that went to what you thought was a 12-step anonymous program and then they tell you they're taking donations for so-and-so's recovery organization it's like whoa wait a minute what the fuck you know well that I, pushed someone away. <laughs> i have seen them pass a basket in a meeting a second time and say this is un un na related but so-and-so has a big hospital bill and we really love and care about them and so if you'd like to donate to that and i'm like you can't fucking do that <laughs> during the meeting like, look, you want to take a donation in the parking lot after the meeting and, and talk to people who know the person? Sure. Feel free. But during the fucking meeting, you right. can't do that. Oof, that one's tough. Yeah. Oh, mm -hmm. so I'm on Voices of Hope Maryland's Facebook right now. Meditation Mondays is a scheduled event. Recovery Dharma is a scheduled event. Smart Recovery is a scheduled event. <laughs> They're all on here. So I, I don't know who told you they weren't, but they are events on facebook yeah what have to ask i don't yeah. know so but I, I what i was getting at with that was i don't know like whoever decided that na couldn't be promoted on the website or on facebook or any of that that's probably because they're familiar with na and had an idea of what this tradition said but i can almost guarantee they have no fucking idea what the rules are for smart recovery or recovery dharma and they just ran with it because I was they don't say, know i wondered do they have i don't know either well and i reached out to those two uh, organizations as well when I was trying to figure all yeah. this out because I'm like I bet we don't know and we're just doing it right, we just do whatever yeah until we find out we're wrong um, and so I started reaching out to these places and again like that was it just happened to be I never got to finish Nobody that cares. task yeah. like I was trying to finish it and then you know I'm not here huh. anymore so I didn't finish but um, yeah I, I don't know that we have any clue if it's okay for any of those organizations to be on there but yeah. we just assume it is right. because we don't know better. Because we're familiar with the 12 right. steps and 12 traditions. And I, I'm not sure we can't tell people that there's an enemy. I really don't know. I'm not sure. I could understand, I guess, kind of if we couldn't, but I'm really not so sure that that's true. I think we can. I mean, I've thought about this, not just this last couple of days, but I've thought about it before. And I thought, I don't know that it's endorsement to say such and such church hosts an NA meeting on Wednesday nights. So if a church I, you know. put their, their NA meeting on their website, you think that's fine? I I, I do. I do too. You know, I'm sure there's people that would disagree, but I, I don't, putting them in a church bullet, I mean, again, as long as you're not saying, we proudly support, you know. <laughs> Billy's going to call World Services for us and find out. Well, I mean, so that. we are talking a little bit about the church's <laughs> thing, and I can tell you, and, and I, my home group may fall into this, how is it not fucking endorsement when you pay $10 a month or $20 a month to rent a church facility for an hour once a week? Like if they were going to charge rent to somebody else, would they really only charge them that much? Or do they offer groups this super cheap rent because we say, well, we have to pay something. Okay, we'll just give us 10 bucks. I mean, is that really being self-supporting or is that being fucking affiliating with a church that wants to do good deeds? I don't know. I, I, I hear what you're saying, but at the same time, I feel like we're not we're a nonprofit for one. We don't have a million dollars. 
and we're trying to help the community. So I think in the sense of trying to be good for the community and provide support for people in the community, us and the church have similar goals in Values, that aspect, yeah. right? And so we're kind of like, hey, uh, we also want to do this helpful thing for the community, right? So we're not rich. Can we get a discounted rate? So I think that's maybe where the discount comes from. Like, well, they're here doing a good thing. They're not here selling stuff to make money. They're not here, you know, doing some crazy stuff. They're here to also further a similar mission to ours. We don't need to charge them a billion dollars. I would definitely think, though, that somebody behind the scenes establishing this first NA meeting in a church, right? Because they probably they started in people's houses. Yes, no church was going to let no fucking junkies in. <laughs> Uh, and, and then finally we talked him into, look, look guys. Listen. Well, they let the alcoholics for a long time and nothing got stolen. So they, well, right, maybe right. nothing got stolen. Right. I'm, I, yeah, I'm <laughs> sure some shit has gotten stolen at some point, but I can picture the back end meeting. Like, listen, listen here, Rev. <laughs> Just let us in the basement. We ain't gonna, we ain't gonna dirty up where you have your mask. Just let us in the basement. And eventually as some of these people come to believe in God, they're going to come to your church. <laughs> Right? We're going to increase your numbers. I, I can almost guarantee somebody was at least thinking that at some point to let us in. Yeah. Our numbers go up when they believe in God, damn it. <laughs> I don't know. This episode has been brought to you in part by Voices of Hope, Inc., a nonprofit recovery organization made up of people in recovery, family members, and allies. Together, Members strive to protect the dignity of those that use drugs and those in recovery by advocating for treatment, harm reduction and support resources, and mentoring. Please visit us at www.voicesofhopemaryland.org and consider donating to our calls. All right, so I, I'm going to count on you to call any world services and get back to me about that <laughs> okay? so that we know what the real deal is. Um, further, the tradition tells us that a related facility is any place involving NA members. This is an interesting piece. It might be a halfway house, a detox center, a counseling center, or a clubhouse. People are easily confused by what is NA and what are the related facilities. Recovery houses that have been started or staffed by NA members have to take care that the differentiation is clear. That can be confusing. And it talks about uh, clubhouses at some point, you know, being probably the most confusing because it's really just NA people hanging out right. at a building. Um, and so that that is confusing for the newcomer, right? When you come in and you don't understand the, how the hierarchy of NA works and how you know, groups run the show and, and the group is really the program or the meeting, even though it's not, I still fucking, I don't understand this anymore. <laughs> the more we talk about these traditions, the yeah. less I understand. The group is the highest service structure, but the group is not the program. The 12 steps are the program. Correct. So the group is the highest service structure of the fellowship. And who the fuck cares about the service structure and the fellowship? Because as far as we talk about it, the fellowship is like very non-existent to some extent. Like it's not like an official entity. It's just kind of the thing that happens because we as have a the program. Of, right. Yeah. So I'm baffled by this. Like 
the group is not the service structure of the program because the program is just the 12 steps. Correct? Am I off here? Am I missing something? Like, I'm just, it's all baffling to me now. I feel like we have traditions for the fellowship, not the program. True. Um, the, but the program wouldn't exist in and of itself. Like, the group is the vehicle by which the program is activated. So it's like saying, you know, exercise and lifting weights is great, but if you don't have a fucking gym, then you don't. None of that matters. The like, group is how the pyramid scheme runs. <laughs> <laughs> well, you need two or more addicts getting together to do steps and traditions, else you're stuck with yourself and you have no right. power greater than yourself. Well, um, and whenever two or more addicts gather, that's a meeting. But is right. it a group? I think a group is defined as a two or more people that meet regularly for the purpose of recovery at a regularly scheduled time or something like that it's got something about regularly scheduled programming in a physical (laughs) space and location (laughs) that isn't the internet i don't know if they believe in na yeah (laughs) very specific here i i don't know man i'm i'm more and more baffled as we go into this this deep dive because it doesn't make any sense i don't know how you have traditions for the program but the program is the 12 steps and the fellowship is what the traditions kind of keep in line. Well, like the program can't lend its, like there's no buddy in charge to lend the name. You know, it says in any group, mm. I'll never endorse finance or lend. That can only be done by a group. Right. You know, there is no, or there isn't supposed to be, I say isn't supposed to be, a hierarchy that can decide when the affiliation happens. <laughs> when the when stolen the 12 steps can be happens, used somewhere yeah. else. Oh boy, all right. Uh, yeah, we we gotta we've really gotta delve into that topic of uh NA World Service versus the people who disagree with whatever it is <laughs> yeah. they're doing. I, I yeah. Yeah. One of these days. An outside enterprise is any agency, business venture, religion, society, organization, related activity, or any other fellowship. Most of these are easy to identify, except for the other fellowships. Narcotics Anonymous is a separate and distinct fellowship in its own right. Our problem is addiction. The other 12-step fellowships specialize in other problems, and our relationship with them is one of cooperation, not affiliation. So they do use the word affiliate in here. Uh, The use of literature, speakers, and announcements from other fellowships in our meetings constitute an implied endorsement of an outside enterprise. You fucking hear that, people who get AA speakers? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's not much rules in these traditions, no. but that one is yeah. specifically laid out. You are wrong. Yes, Stop you have here. a responsibility when you get speakers and when you go into treatment facilities as an NA panel leader. <laughs> yeah. Don't bring your AA speakers in. All right. It's not okay. <laughs> one of the only actual rules and guidelines in the traditions. And y'all violate it. Mm. Oh, well. Uh, so uh, I actually just put that in there just to rag on people who've done <laughs> that. <laughs> Total purpose of that. Um, I did think it was interesting that it said any outside religion. Because uh, as I read that, I was like, we should start a NA religion. <laughs> <laughs> I think we could do An it. inside religion? Yeah, somehow. Uh, and the last one, it says, the sixth tradition goes on to warn us what may happen. 
lest problems of money, property, or prestige divert us from our primary purpose. These problems often become obsessions and shut us off from our spiritual aim. For the individual, this type of abuse can be devastating. For the group, it can be disastrous. I would actually say that different. I would think for the individual, it could be disastrous. For the group, it could be devastating. Yeah. Devastating sounds worse. What do, you, huh. do you think devastating or disastrous is worse? Uh, I don't know that I would differentiate that <laughs> they have much. ranks, damn it. And after it doesn't, doesn't, isn't the last line right after that, many will die or oh, sure, something yeah. like that. Everyone will the very last thought, the very and it reminded me of last week, you know, when it's like if we get away from our primary purpose, people will die. It said the same thing at the right after. I thought I was hoping you were going to read it. I didn't have that piece. Yeah, it says and many will die. (laughs) Everyone will perish in brutal flames. It sounds very much uh, hellish. (laughs) It's very much do the right thing or hell will happen. That's you will meet Satan. But. So, I, yeah, I think I apply this a lot more. I don't want to say I apply it more in my personal life, but I think about it more often as it applies to me personally, which is interesting because most of these traditions I don't think about me personally. Right. This one I specifically do because I frequently, maybe I don't apply it to me, but I apply it to other people. <laughs> <laughs> like, listen here, asshole. Don't let money, property, and prestige divert you from your primary purpose of recovery. Because I see that so often. People come around, they're like, yeah, sponsor me, work steps with me. And then they work like two steps and then they're working 80 hour weeks in construction to make lots of money. Right. And I'm like, there it is. Uh, Money, property, and prestige diverting you from your primary purpose. It just seems so easy to see in people's lives. Oh, for sure. For sure. And for myself, it's the same. It's like that, that is, I have to remind myself a lot, like as money property or prestige diverting me from you know what i think is my primary purpose i think the main thing is most people don't take the time to thoroughly work a fifth tradition and figure out what is their primary purpose Mm. what are they going to do and i know for myself what's happened you get a family you buy a house you want to do fun stuff and take vacations and put your kids in private school and do all these things so it's easy to justify like yeah i need money to achieve my primary purpose Mm -hmm. you know because my primary purpose is taking care of my kids and taking care of my family and having a fucking boat so that i can enjoy my weekends and you know whatever else and without really you know formally coming to an understanding of what is my primary purpose and then how are my actions in alignment with that primary purpose it's very easy to justify you know working too much people can do it with na service you know you get involved in service and you know i'm going to be the chair of this and the Mm. vice chair of that and now i'm in charge of shit and i'm running some stuff and either you start running into a lot of clashes with people in the fellowship because you think you should just be able to do what you want because you have the best ideas or you can be neglecting your responsibilities at home because you get all this clout and notoriety and and quote unquote you know power being at all these na things Mm. and in charge of all this shit yeah and that's uh i think it ties into the way we've lived before we get here too right we're we're searching this never-ending search for something outside of us to make us feel whole or better or or fulfilled 
or heal us or whatever it is. And so, you know, we remove the drugs and then I, I, I don't, I don't want to say for all of us, but at least for most of us or many of us, it's very natural to switch over to something along the money, property and prestige lines to start filling that outside of us. Right. Maybe it is making a lot of money. Maybe it is notoriety. Maybe it is, uh, that attractive significant other that we feel like makes us more important because we have them or something. Right. But we, we're still, it's very easy before working the steps and taking that internal look to get diverted and not even know what our primary purpose is for one, but just still trying to feel better as our primary purpose, right? I just want to feel better. Drugs did that for a while. They stopped working. Now what else outside of me is going to help me feel better, right? right. Money, toys, mm-hmm. new car, new house, right? Look, I'm socially acceptable and I'm getting things. And, I, and I'm, I'm looking important because I have now the boat, the house, the whatever else, the camper, the, you know, I don't know what the hell people buy. I don't buy shit, but <laughs> whatever it is people buy to feel good, right? The expensive car. I, I don't know. Well, and that like money, property and prestige, like when you see those, when you hear those things, they sound like obvious evils. Like they sound like, Ooh, that's like the obviously bad evil shit. <sighs> and I'll recognize that when it's coming up mm. in my life. Like that's me turning into a bad person. Right. The truth is, at least for myself with the, you know, prestige part of it, that can come in some other more insidious ways. You know, I can justify, oh, I can sponsor 10 guys and I can speak at meetings and I can be gone from my house five nights a week for recovery stuff, but it's recovery stuff and I'm helping people Mm. and I'm doing good, you know, but again, is that diverting me from my primary purpose? And what is my primary purpose? Right. I mean, is recovery more important than my children? Is that really fucking true? Maybe. I mean, may, right. Maybe they, they it say is. put it first and maybe or it isn't. you'll put your kids in the cooker or something. But <laughs> those are the types of questions that are not unreasonable to ask, you know what I mean, or to figure out. And how do I balance those things in a way that, gives me the right amount of energy in each of these different areas and then and i say that because work is another one you know again if you've been a person that's ever been in a place where you've had to struggle with money it's fucking hard to be broke you know what i mean it's fucking hard to like not like trying to figure out like fuck man we can't pay the electric this month is this going to be the month they shut it off like you got kids and shit at home well i can take a second job and i can work 70 hours a week but i'm not gonna really make many meetings and i won't see my wife or kids very much but the fucking electric's on and we got food so you know how do you balance that shit out no absolutely and i've heard about the uh the convention circuit speakers right people who go from city to city state to state and speak at conventions you know maybe not every weekend but a lot of weekends out of their month or year and you know the toll that that can take and 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 then figuring that out, like, is that prestige chasing or is that being of service, right? Uh, I mean, obviously, if you have a, I don't want to call it a powerful message, but a message that a lot of people identify with and feel uplifted from, like, yeah, you would want to be able to go and share that with a lot of people, of course, right? And and, and I guess it all depends. It's unique for each situation. Is it the guy who's retired and his kids are all moved out and like they don't have grandkids yet and he's got all that free fucking time? Like maybe that 
is more being of service and he just wants to be useful. Is it the guy you were talking about who's kind of never around for his family? Maybe he needs to cut back. Like, I don't know. It's for everybody to decide, but, but yeah, like that, that that's where the prestige is hard to see, right? That's where it's like, am I just being of service or am I getting a really big fulfillment out of the fact that they're calling me and putting me up in hotels and flying me out to their city and you know what i mean like that's gonna feel good yeah it would feel fucking good for me if somebody was like bro we'll pay (laughs) to have you fly out to california like yeah hell yeah yeah i'll do it right what weekend i'll cancel everything else (laughs) and that's the thing with any of this money property or prestige none of it is bad it's not inherently bad stuff it's you know if you can go out and work and make a fuck ton of money and have yourself a second house and a boat and all that other stuff great there's nothing wrong with that it only is a danger for us as addicts because we already i'm not a consistently good decision maker for myself Mm. but when you start adding things in like the money the property and the prestige i can really be led astray really fucking easily you know and it's it's not the things that are the problem it's me that's the problem so it's not having money that's the problem if you can make it great if you can go be that circuit speaker and you're still fulfilling your other responsibilities in your life and being the best version of you that you can fucking spread that message and live your life fully in recovery and you know what better way to like be like I'm all in on recovery I go to conventions every weekend I'm surrounded by recovery all the time like that's a beautiful thing I don't know I always feel like when I'm only hearing my fucking voice there's a problem (laughs) I I would hope that if these are people going to conventions they go to other meetings maybe not (laughs) (laughs) they just get to hear themselves well you you do catch like 10 minutes of the person before you so you can mention something they said (laughs) in your share like well I was listening to you know that's always the nice shout out but you hear at least for myself like I know I've also heard those people that come and say, hey, I came here with 10 or 15 other friends and we're here, you know, as a guy's weekend and we're hitting a lot of meetings and fellowshipping. And like, that's a beautiful thing, you know, if you can do that. I can tell you the first, I don't know, 10 years of my recovery, maybe more. uh, My wife and I generally operated from a place of if work said there's overtime or more hours or something like that, we just took it. Yeah. It just always felt like the right thing to do. A, didn't want to disappoint work, right? <laughs> right. Don't want to disappoint them guys. And B, more money. Sounds great. Sure. Yeah. I'm going to take every hour you give me, right? And that was like my default. And it's really has been since kind of defining what am I hoping to gain out of this? What goal is my ultimate goal that I've, I'm able to say I don't really want more hours. I was just asked to come on full-time at the place i'm at now and i was like i really need to sit and think about that because 40 fucking hours sounds like a lot of my week to devote <laughs> right. to anything like, right i don't know if i want to and i i call that the blessing of recovery one the blessing and the gratitude that we're in a position in my family and household that i don't have to if i don't want to but two the ability to see clearly and know no, I really need to think through, is this where I'm going to find my true joy and happiness? Because that's my ultimate goal, right? Yeah, I, I know I got to do some work and I enjoy a lot of the work I do, which is great. But I also know that the most important thing in my life is to feel fulfilled and enjoy my time, right? And I want to do some things that aren't work and I'm not going to get paid for it. I'm fine with that, not getting paid for them. 
I just don't want to donate all my time to something, even if I like it. I don't want to donate so much time to it that I don't like it anymore, right? Yeah, no? and and even with this, with the podcast, like it's easy to start to say, yeah, this is fun and we do it because I want to help people and I get a lot out of it and I enjoy talking with you. But then there is always that part of me is, is like creeping in like, so what can we do to make it more popular? How can I turn mm. this into a way to make money? And then do I want to, you know, being aware that like I don't want to sell myself out or have us sell out what we want to do because we want it to be popular and make money and quit our, you know, so I can quit my day job and just yeah. do podcasts all day. Like, way that sounds <laughs> great. You know, it sounds great. But do I want to compromise what we do to achieve that goal? So far, the answer has been no. <laughs> I, so, and I think about this like, what if a treatment center or a recovery house brand was like, hey, uh, we want you to sponsor us and, and do a little ad for us in the middle of your thing. Like, we believe in voices. Like, yeah, that's it's so easy. easy to say when nobody's asking, I am going to uphold my integrity because right. like, nobody's asking. That. What if they offer us, like, you know, so much money per episode to have an advertisement for one of these for, for a, I don't know, Oxford House? Yeah. What do you do? Hmm. Do we do that? Do we say, hey, go stay at the Oxford House. They offer this, this, and this service. Like, do they? I don't know. I don't go there. Yeah, and I've heard other people say they will, you know, endorse stuff that they believe in. You know, at the moment, I couldn't say. I'd have to look at what it was. Do we go I, live I would there? like to think <laughs> that I would want to know what their mission was and what they were trying to achieve. And Do we go live know. there for six months before we decide if we can endorse them? Well. I've lived here for six months. I feel good about saying that they're good. Yeah, or at least looking into what they do. I mean, <laughs> I might if you judge at the their fellowship website. by some of the meetings you went to, oh, you'd gosh. think N.A. was a fucking joke. <laughs> yeah. You know? So you can't necessarily judge True. it by that. But it, anyway, I don't hmm. know. I would like to think I would only want to endorse things that I believed in, that I felt were worthwhile. I feel like people who would want us to endorse them, not that there's anything wrong with us, but it's going to be recovery or detox related in some way i don't know why detoxes would want to advertise with us nobody that is getting high is listening to us <laughs> right. i highly doubt that yeah i don't know maybe maybe maybe, maybe people getting high are the only ones listening to us let's think i don't want to sound like those assholes <laughs> <laughs> listen to these fucking guys right god i'm gonna keep getting high um pontificating bastards <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i i've questioned that because i i mean at some point somebody's gonna reach out and say run an ad for us and i'm gonna i'm gonna feel weird about that i've always felt weird about advertising for anything yeah me too i didn't even want to record the voices ad, and i love them <laughs> i was like billy you gotta do that yeah <laughs> I, don't, I don't know man yeah so oh, i have nothing wrong with endorsements so it's easy for i'll take the money jason's <laughs> turning down his share so i'll do the read <laughs> all right there we go uh <laughs> We we say, you know, it's easy for the money, property, and prestige to divert us from our primary life purpose. But what about endorsing or lending the name to other things? Like, would you endorse or lend your family name to something? Or do you feel like that gets confusing in some way? Especially, I mean, like a lot of money-making ventures, I, I'm not saying all, but a lot of money-making ventures are have some shady aspect to them at some point along the way, whether that's 
you make your product for four dollars and sell it for fifty or you know like there's some piece of it that I'm probably in the process if I really knew not all that okay with that's how making money works yeah right, right. um so would you lend your family name to something like that or or something that mattered to you I don't know is that like writing a review for something with a public persona it's interesting I, I mean I've know. done that with like my name I've hmm. written reviews for things you know posted them on media sites I <sighs> endorse the school that my kids go to hmm. and we've always said oh if anybody wants to talk you know we'll talk to other families our kids will talk to other kids I endorse um, the counseling center I work at yeah so I, I don't know obviously I endorse the company that I work for I like them I believe in what they do my hmm. full time job Interesting. Yeah, I don't, I, this one is really hard to relate outside of NA. Like, I, I just don't know that it transfers. It transfers to the individual level, but I don't know that it transfers to, like, the community level or the U.S. level. Like, we always try to take them there to some aspect. But Yeah, I mean, I would say there are some, you know, Christian, you know, in the, the uh, Ten Commandments type, stuff that tie in about greed and envy and you know lust like those things are those are inherent in all people you know and i think just as addicts we're even more sensitive and susceptible because they feel that like money property and prestige can all give us that endorphin high you know that we're chasing to feel good about ourselves mm. and so i think Everyone's susceptible to it, but as addicts, we seem to be, as like most things, even more sensitive to that susceptibility. So I feel like the Amish people don't have electric. I know Amish people, right? Where does that come from? Tradition <laughs> yeah. six, but I just think about these people sometimes because I I like their way of living yeah. to some extent. I don't. I honestly don't know that I could do it, but I think it's beautiful. Well, and for those in other parts of the country, um, we live in an area where there are tons of Amish farms around. So you right. see people on Amish buggies. We're right outside of the Lancaster area. They've actually moved. They're taking over the Cecil County, Maryland yeah. area. They're buying up farms and land. So we see a ton of Amish farms right. and stuff around. And if you don't know what that is, you, you'd have to look it up because my description would be terrible. But <laughs> generally, they like farm. They avoid technology, electricity for the most part. There's no apparently set rule about that, but that's generally how they operate. And the idea is they don't want to participate in things that separate them from their closeness in their relationship to their God, which I think is beautiful, right? Because I do think the hours I spend looking at my fucking phone all day does separate me from right. my relationship with God, right? I, I totally get it. I'm like, yeah, y'all are, I wish I lived, grew up that way. I'd probably love it. All right. But they make money. And that's one of the ones I get confused on. I'm like, how in the fuck are they? Like, that seems like that would separate you from God chasing money. Yeah, they apparently make a lot of money and they don't get taxed on any of it. So. Oh, really? Yeah. Can we be Amish? I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. What does it take to be Amish and not get taxed? <sighs> I'm not sure how Did that I just works. Say? Did I just Lots of things up? are done I'm under Amish. the guise of the church. I'd say guys. I don't know that that's true. I, I don't know how money works in those communities. I don't think um, it's like I, I don't believe it's the same as us. Like mm -hmm. you go out and earn $500. I, I 
don't believe you just keep that money. I believe the way it works is that money goes to the church. You get your needs met, and then the money goes to the church. I could be completely wrong on that. Now, because I'm, I'm basing this off, I watched a documentary years and years ago, <laughs> and it's been a long time on the Amish, and it said a lot of the things that you had talked about. But, like, in this area, you know, like, there's a sort of famous, like, oh, get the Amish to build your shit for you because they build good stuff, and you can get Amish builders. And what happens is they hire some American guy to drive them around in a pickup truck and take them to fucking Lowe's and Home Depot and whatever to buy all the materials, but then they do all the actual work, you know, and they just they can ride in the car, but they can't drive the car, some things like that. Yeah. They can oversee the money but they can't handle the money or pay it to the store like there's some weird weird quirky rules that you know they found some ways to skirt around hmm. so I don't know I uh, <clears throat> I guess I mean we kind of are endorsed by voices they lend their name I don't how does that work are they saying we're good uh they're sponsoring. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think they're good. I got no problem saying that. So hmm. I think they do good work. So I mean, nothing's break, perfect. Right. Everything's got its problems and its issues and whatever. I could pick out some of the 12 step fellowship I belong to. We could sit here and pick it apart. Too. Oh, my God. But, can we? <laughs> you know, as far as I would still, anyone that came to me and asked, I'd say, hey, come to this 12 step fellowship. It's the fucking best thing going for Is people it? like us. I mean, Is it I really? believe so. Yeah, I, I, I believe about so. that. And uh, I'm not sure I believe that. But because I endorse something doesn't make it perfect, you know. I'm right. not perfect. Hmm. I don't know. What other thoughts you got about Tradition Six? Uh, that's about it. Okay. So we we excitingly uh made our first initial donation and opened up. And yeah, this is I guess kind of bragging. I don't know, but I I also just want to let people know like what we do. We made a donation from Recovery Sort of to uh, Voices of Hope and started a Recovery awesome. Sort of fund. Yeah. And so people, uh, we talked about we were going to do this and we were trying to set it up. It is finally in place. Uh, people who are coming from the substance use world who don't have things and they get a place. You know, there's, there is some funding out there for recovery houses and stuff to get you started. And so they they get in this recovery house and... Maybe they got one set of clothes and maybe they have a baby and don't have food or diapers or whatever it is, right? Uh, we have a fund that they can come and they can talk to people at Voices and spend some time with a, a peer recovery specialist, you know, which builds that peer recovery relationship, somebody to talk to, somebody who's not guilting you or shaming you. They're just like, hey, you know, what do you need? How can we help? And they start to form a relationship and then... The stuff gets ordered, sent in the mail, hopefully quickly as possible. Then the person has to come back. They go through the stuff together, make sure it's all there. There's more time they're connecting and spending time. So it kind of like is a dual purpose here. We're like mm. increasing their relationship with somebody who's in recovery and at the same time helping them get some supplies they need to nice. get started in their recovery life. And uh, that's exciting, man. I, I never thought when we sat down with a goddamn microphone <laughs> at episode one and just started babbling or even before that, when we were just meeting up and meditating and shit and talking about doing this and what we would possibly talk about, 
I never thought we would be donating money and starting a fund to help people or give back to the community. Like that was not really what was on my head. It was like, I'm going to talk and it's going to sound so fucking great. Right. And, <laughs> right. So it's, it's kind That's of incredible. so much good stuff the world needs to hear. Right. <laughs> people need to listen to me. Right. Fuck. Life would be so much better. Um, it's kind of amazing that we've come to a place where, yeah, we probably still like to talk, but <laughs> we're doing something, man. We're yeah, we're helping awesome. to give back to somebody who needs it, hopefully, mm-hmm. right? I, I guess I'm thankful for this experience, right? I, I do hope people get at something out of what we talk about. I, I do hope this is useful. I hope it's stuff that if nothing else keeps recovery ideas and questioning yourself fresh in your brain throughout the week. But beyond all that, it has just helped to change me. Right. Yeah, right. I've been more open-minded. I feel like I'm just a little less self-centered and I feel like the process of us doing this podcast has really been instrumental in, in helping me get there. So thank you recovery sort of for changing me. Yes. Thank you listeners. (laughs) Yeah. All right, everybody. Uh, Have a good week. Bye. Did you like this episode? Share it with people you think might get something out of it. Check out the rest of our episodes at recoverysortof.com. Also, while you're there, you can find ways to link up with us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Reddit, YouTube, anything. We're always looking for new ideas. Got an idea you want us to look into? Reach out to us. 